You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Say it loud network and Mino Lion Media presents Business First. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And what are we talking about today? Well, it's a wonderful romantic notion to be able to work with the person you love. I mean, how amazing is that to have so much in common with someone that you also have this love of business that you can work with and grow a company with. But we also know that that comes with its own share of challenges. The good news is that it can be done. It just takes attention (laughs) and some direction and stepping away sometimes and nurturing the relationship a little bit more where you're not talking about business. And of course, a lot of respect for each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I think we have, what I think, I know we have a couple who's been doing a really good job at that today. And so they're going to share what it's like being business partners and being lovers and being in a romantic relationship. Um, they are married and they have a lot of other great information that will that they can share that will also help you move your business along that I know you will enjoy. But before we invite them into the studio, let me just tell you a little bit more about them. In 2012, Tammy and Salima Lust launched a natural body care line under the company name I Will A Remedy, which has since evolved into a holistic wellness brand, or as they would say, experience. Today, their offerings include an herbal medicine for the soul online mentorship program, a line of herbal products, their signature Calypso healing method, and a number of other consultation services to support natural healing and wellness. Welcome to the show, Tammy and Salima. Wow. Thank thank you you for having us. (laughs) How are you? We're doing awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you on on the show because I know you all. And and I, I know how you work as a couple. You all now to raising a son. Um, And I've also watched the growth of your business. And so that's going to be, I'm looking forward to our conversation because we've had these conversations offline many times. And so I'm excited about what you're going to be able to share with the audience in terms of um, how they can, whether or not they are in a a partnership relationship, uh, just just the different things that you've learned on your journey that will help them navigate their business and and grow. And so to start off, you know, I'd like you to tell us just a little bit about I Will A Remedy, like what that is, how it started and how you've evolved it to this holistic lifestyle experience that's online and, um, and, and, and having products that people can actually purchase online as well. Perfect. So we, I Will A Remedy, we're a wellness company. You know, we started with natural body care and it was really born out of our own need we were not receiving the answers and the solutions that we desired from modern medicine for just like common complaints and so tammy was really the one who was like you know what we are spinning our wheels Um, and not finding our solution. So let's figure it out on our own. And from our first, you know, bottle of lavender essential oil, it really just blew up into a passion, into our purpose. We had our natural body care line and we've since moved into like teaching herbal medicine and teaching the power of plants in a really holistic way, as well as the, the, the emotional and spiritual work that one has to do if we really want to heal. Right. And so you started it together, but there was just one of you who was really focused on the business full time 
time because Tammy was working. For the first four, three years, we worked full time together. Then I went back after Niles was born. Niles was born in 2015. After Niles was born, I went back to a nine to five job um, that I just recently left. And so after Niles was born, Salima really ran with the business. There was a break because we had a kid, but then she's really the one that decided about the new direction of the, of the company and creating the content for that new direction. And so that, that's where we kind of, I don't want to say we split, but we were a little separate for um, a, a, a bit. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> and um, my uh, my job was cut in half. And so I used that time to come back to the business and try to see where, where do I fit in to, you know, our new model. And I, I found that was interesting because you were obviously supporting the efforts of the business, but because you had been away for a minute, you were struggling with like, okay, so how do I fit in? Where do I fit in? And so what did that look like for both of you in terms of coming together and you deciding, okay, I am going to be a full-time member of and full-time partner in this business? Well, for me, I was always like, Tammy, come on, quit. Like, let's go. Let's go. Like, yeah. And that's just, you know, part of my personality that it's like, no, launch. Like, let's do it. And I always knew the value that Tammy brought to the business. Like, without her, we wouldn't have a business. We have, we would have an idea. <laughs> but she is really the person who organizes um, and builds systems so that the business is sustainable. Because I, I create, you know what I mean? Like, and I'll launch new things, but I won't necessarily think about documentation. I mean, I do to a certain degree, but like a structure that can support more than just, you know, a couple of, I don't know, a couple of years. Like Tammy has the mind to be able to support an empire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so let's talk about that. Like, what are your strengths, each of you? What are your strengths that you bring to the business? I'm organized. I am organized. I'm business minded. I'm always looking as to how we can get everything out of our heads. I'm always thinking bigger in this, in this sense. I think bigger. Other senses, Lima thinks much, much bigger than me, but I'm always thinking like, if I had to give this to somebody, how, how would I do that? How do I give to someone? How do I automate this? Um, so I'm always looking at the business and I'm like, Salima, wait, what are you doing? I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, no, we can't, we can't do that. That's not sustainable. And, and something, uh, I just said to her the other day, I was like, we are not telling the universe that we're ready for, let's just say 3000 students. If you're manually sending an email to every single person that signs up, like, that's just not saying like, yeah, I want bigger. I want bigger. That's saying like, no, just keep it so that I can manage it. And so I'm always thinking like, how can we automate? And I'm always thinking of how can we organize that someone could just step into our shoes and at least have a very basic understanding of how this company runs. And Salima? Yeah, I'm like, I'm the visionary. You know, I'm I'm full of faith and I'm full of like belief that whatever idea comes to us, whatever vision comes to us, we're fully equipped. We might need to gain skills, but that we're fully equipped and supported in being able to bring it to fruition. Um, so I'm the like, yes, let's go, let's leap. And um, yeah, I'm project oriented in the sense that I can execute a project and be organized in that. But in terms of thinking about sustainability, it's like, yeah, okay. Come <laughs> on to the next project. <laughs> I'm very just future oriented, like in the moment and future. And once it's like been created, I'm like, okay, I'm out. 
No, but see, we wouldn't have a business if it wasn't for either one of us, because if it was just up to me, we'd never leap. I, right. I would, you know, I'd micromanage every step and I'd be like, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not re-. like, according to me, we'd never be ready. Right. right? When right. Salima is just like, I'm going and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> you coming? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. So it sounds as if it's the perfect marriage in in love and business. But what are how how do those things conflict sometimes? Or where do you find that you run into to challenges? And and more importantly, like what is your process for for resolving any of the challenges that you have? Yeah, I'll go I, first. Okay, you'll go first. Well, I think one of the challenges is boundaries, right? Because we we are so, you know, just we're always together. And this has always been the nature of our relationships. Like we can still kind of count on two hands how much time we've spent apart. Um, and we love that dynamic. But I would say like the boundaries around when we're no longer talking about work for the day, where like we can have family time, but we're still thinking and talking about work. And I think I'm a little bit better able to just kind of like shut it off and be like, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> Um, but no, go ahead, Tammy. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I don't really feel like we have a lot of (laughs) conflict. (laughs) Which is great. (laughs) We work through a lot though. We work through a lot. Well and I think that's why they it doesn't become conflict. And so I think that's important to for the audience to hear, right? Because the reason you don't have a lot of conflict is because you have a process for resolving what could be a problem or or become a big problem. And so I think that would be, you know, whether someone's working with, you know, a a spouse or not, I think that's just really good conflict resolution information for the audience. Yeah, we had, I mean, because, so let me preface because people are always like, oh, you're like the perfect couple. I'm like, we're not. But (laughs) when we first started working together back in 2012, it was, I don't want to say it was awful, but it was very difficult. It was very difficult. There was a lot of arguing. And that was because of a couple of reasons. One, we didn't know our strength at the time, right? So we didn't know, and we use this thing called Batman and Robin. So we didn't know who was Batman and who was Robin. And we didn't know when to take a step back and let someone else shine. And the other problem was we didn't really know the direction we wanted to head in, right? Like we knew we were building something, but it was still, it still felt very unclear as to the way we wanted to move into that direction. We had a lot of people telling us what we should do, and it made it very difficult to hear our our own inner voice to know what we actually wanted to do. So all of that really um, made for a difficult working environment for us just starting out. And so what we have learned over the years is that um, if this is your zone of genius, I absolutely take a backseat. This is what you do. Great. I trust you a thousand percent. And, you know, you tap me in when you need me. Right. Um, the other thing is that has happened over these last few years is we have a very clear direction as to what we want. We've made our checklist of uh, what do we call that list, Lima? It's called our alignment list. That's right. Our alignment list. And anything that we want to do has to fall onto this list. Right. It has to line up. 
with our alignment list because we said, right, we sat down and we said, this is what we want. Um, so everything has to, you know, flow in that direction. And if something changes, I mean, that's fine, right? But it has to be a conversation because it can't just be like, oh, this changed in my head, but I have no idea if it has changed for Salima, right? It's a conversation. And so we talk a lot. We talk all about time. everything all the, time. <laughs> all the time. Sometimes we're both like, oh, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know it, it has it, it takes the questioning out you know um when yeah. you have built up that trust and this doesn't just have to be like a romantic partner that you happen to be in business with i mean you have to have this trust with anyone you're in business with any business partner when you've built up that level of trust that you can be completely vulnerable with this person i mean these conversations just flow and it makes for very few bumps in the road because we're, we're always talking about things and even our own fears like i don't know if i can do this i don't think i'm equipped and the other person being there is your cheerleader but it, you really have to have a safe space with the person um, that you're that is your partner um, in order to open up and have those conversations um, because it, it it's hard and I don't think we had those conversations at the beginning but we definitely have them now we had them in our relationship level but you have to learn how to be a business partner with your spouse because it's it's not the same relationship um, it's a completely different relationship that you have to put the same amount of time and the same amount of energy into which could also seem exhausting but you all have managed that as well because we all know our romantic relationships take an amount of work and we know that the business relationships take work and so when it's one in the same then you know how how are you able to keep all of the the like what is the magic for keeping the energy as high as you do have it for the business and for the relationship because i and i can you know i've been witness i can i've witnessed both and so you know what is the magic for that or what is the formula for that oh, we really um, like each other well, yeah that, that helps genuinely, that really we genuinely helps. like each other <laughs> Liking That's each other question. really does help. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, we were just driving and back and I told her, I was like, Sleem, I, I like you. And we grow together. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. But I'm sorry, Sleem, you're going to say something. No, I was, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, we work on our issues, too. So because everything that you bring, you know, to the relationship, everything that you bring to the business, it's a reflection of you. So all those insecurities, those fears, those doubts, when you're not working on your own personal growth, that shows up in what you create and that shows up in your relationships. And so we're both really intentional about, um, you know, just being better versions of ourselves. And and we are mirrors for each other where we can reflect back and be like and, and hold each other accountable to the things that the other person said they wanted. You said mm -hmm. you wanted this. I didn't impose my will on you. This is what you said you wanted so what's up you you fell off you know like so just you know was it last week or two weeks ago <laughs> tammy was like you're a terrible communicator and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and let me let me one up you i know i now see that i'm disorganized you're right you know and it's just like okay <laughs> Right. So you're, you're brutally honest with one another, <laughs> brutally honest, but like, you don't take offense to the honesty. Hmm? Well, I think that we do, like our defenses and guards do go up, but I think that we both have, we both take that time to try to receive it at some point. Right. They melt quickly. They do. They do. They melt do. Quickly. They melt. But it's just like, ah, wah, 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 w
talk about two things that you, you just brought up. Um, explain this alignment um, list, because I think that's a powerful tool that anyone could use. And it's called the align. It's an alignment list. Mm hmm. And it's written, you have it written down. Well, it's not physically written down. It's in, you know, a Trello board. Um, it's like in a Trello board. Oh, but, it, but it's documented somewhere. Because Tammy, it's you wouldn't have it any other yeah. way. Right. Okay. Uh, no, I was like, we can't right. handwrite this. <laughs> Things fade. So it's, it's documented. I'm old school. I still I still have a notepad <laughs> right here. But it's documented somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so explain what that is for our listeners. Um, we sat down one day and we said, okay. And we first started with buckets. Um, so mm. what do we want for our personal life? What do we want for business? Um, what do we want for our family? And we might've had just a Niles bucket. I can't remember right now if we had just a Niles bucket, but we had this conversation about what was important to us for all these different buckets. And then from those different buckets, we pulled what was the most important from those buckets and we made a list and it was like, this is what is important for us on an individual, oh, that's right. There was an individual on an individual level, on a relationship level, on a business level, and on a family level. These are the things that are important to us. And so these are the, what we measure things by. Yeah. So if we want to, I don't know if we want to say we want to go live abroad for two years, is that really in alignment with what we said we wanted the time we wrote this. And if something has changed, then it's time for us to sit back down and have a new conversation about what we want. And it was, it's really great because it keeps us all aligned, right? But it keeps us talking, right? Always talking because if you, you can't go in thinking like, I'm going to say, this is what I want today. And this is going to hold for the rest of my life. It just, it just doesn't work that way. You evolve and you change and you have to give your space, yourself space to evolve and change. But more importantly, you have to give your spouse or your business partner, whomever that exact same space to grow and then figure out how you can continue to grow together um, for the same common goal. I would say that it also helps us make decisions. It helps us make decisions. It just makes that process easier. I remember, you know, there was another speaking engagement opportunity and I was like, I don't know if this is one that I should take. And being able to mm -hmm. go to that list and be like, does it check all of the boxes? And to really visually see that it did. And it's like, right, I should say yes to this. So I think, yeah, I think it just helps. It's another accountability tool that helps us stay yeah, in alignment with what we, who we say we want to be and what we say we want to do. So you even use it with, so I'm glad you said yes to this podcast because you use it for <laughs> yeah. everything, huh? So whether or not yeah. this is something that we should do, like that's, you measure everything that you do against yeah. this, this list. That's yeah. really powerful. The, the other thing you had said when we had done our pre-interview was that you know, you, you knew that you had wanted to, to be entrepreneurs and you wanted to start a business, but you were really intentional with creating a business that fit your lifestyle and fit who you were. If you could explain that a little bit more. Yeah, that was a piece of advice. I really can't remember where I read it or heard it. And this was like before I Will the Remedy was I Will the Remedy when it was I Will the Entertainment. And, you know, I was working in the arts and we were trying to build, you know, something completely different. But it's funny how the essence of the work is still the same from that first vision. And I don't know where I came across it, but it was just this idea. Like, you know, we had always thought about having a space. And at the time when I Will the Remedy was I Will the Entertainment, you know, that was going to be a music venue. And then thinking about the hours of music <laughs> venues and it's like, we're not even awake when all of the action is happening. There's no way <laughs> we're going to completely change our lives in that way and our routines and just our personalities in that way to create that type of business. 
Um, and that just always stuck with me to just create the business that fits in with your life or like make your, it's gotta be in alignment, right? So it, it has to fit with you. Otherwise you'll resent it. And so talk about your interest, how you all got into holistic healing and, and what that has looked like over these last few years, particularly as you're building your business. So what's interesting is that this was a really good year for you. So, you know, the year of COVID, or I should say 2020 was a, was a good year for you, but it was difficult for a lot of people. But explain your journey and how like all of your journey has just prepared you to be like in the perfect place at the right time to be able to grow. Yeah, uh, we started, which might sound so silly. I had really bad acne and no one could help me with it. And I was like, uh, I'm going to figure this out. And we just I just started buying books where most people start with um, essential oils. And that is not where you should start, FYI. But started there and like mixing them and didn't really know what I was doing. And then I stumbled upon Sacred Vibes. And I went in and talked to Karen and she was just like, yeah, I have an apprenticeship. And I didn't even know that something at the time, like something like that existed. I was like, what, is, what do you mean apprenticeship? What is that? And she was just like, yeah, you come and you learn herbs and stuff. And I was like, what? It was just like such a foreign concept. And so we switched, we turned our life around, not around, but we both joined, we both became apprentices. Um, and I had to change my schedule at work in order to be able to make it back. I worked in Manhattan at the time in order to make it back to Brooklyn. I think class started at like six. So, you know, I went to my job and I was like, look, this is important to me. And I need to change my schedule. I need to be able to leave here in enough time to make it to Brooklyn for this class. And at the time, my boss was like, yeah, whatever you need. And so we did that. We went through, we did level one. And at the time of being in level one, we had I Will A Remedy. We had already started I Will A Remedy. Um, we and already both, had products. Both of you took the class together? We did. Okay. Yeah, we took all of them. We went up to level mm -hmm. to level three and we took all of them. Uh, level one was life-changing it was amazing but it taught us the, the first thing it taught at least it taught me was that we built our line at the time all wrong I was like wow. oh my gosh I'm like we did this all wrong it wasn't a sustainable way from the perspective of herbs it might have been a sustainable way from the perspective of business but not from herbs like you don't use herbs in this way so that was huge and we just kept growing and it, I, I would say during that time for me personally, there was a lot more inner growth. I did a lot of internal work and figuring things out. The Calypso healing method came out of this time. And I feel, and I won't speak for you, Selima, but my assumption is during this time, Salima really knew she wanted to be an herbalist. And I really knew I didn't. And that was... Uh, kind of hard, I guess, because it really did feel like we were kind of going in different directions because you made she made me take level three. I didn't want to take level three <laughs> because level three is seeing clients. And I was like, I don't want to see clients because oh, I wow. don't want to work. I don't want to work with it in that way. I don't know what way I want to do it, but it's not that way. Um, but I still but I went I went and did level three and, and everything. But then we got pregnant. We had Niles. And that's when Salima really made the decision, and, and you can take over from here, 
of what direction we were going to move into. Because one thing I will say <laughs> that might sound silly, I didn't realize what business we were in, right? When we started, I didn't realize that we were in the business of manufacturing. And it became very apparent as we tried to scale that I didn't like this at all. This isn't fun. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Um, and I was, and so then it was kind of like, then I guess we have, we do nothing. I don't, I don't know what we do, but <laughs> was it, was it the learning curve? Business. Was, was it because you were, so, so I think that was, that's interesting because I met you through, through the apothecary and I yeah. thought that talking about alignment, I really thought that, you know, that you all were clear about the business that you were, but that you were doing and, and that, you were, that you were developing and growing. Um, I mean, so I think we thought we were. <laughs> right, right, right. So, but what was it about that that wasn't, was it, was it the learning curve? Was it the, was it the smack that, oh, like, wait, I didn't know that this is what we were doing. I didn't know. Was it that? Was it the disappointment or the, the shock of, of, of reality? Or what was it that like kind of jolted you and said, yeah, like, I don't, like, I'm clear. Like, this is not what I want to do. It wasn't fun anymore. Um, and I think what it really came down to is when, when we said, okay, we need to scale for this to be a sustainable business. Yeah. And when you quickly learn what scaling means mm -hmm. and what sacrifices you have to start making in your ingredients in order to yeah. just be profitable, to make units, you know, 5,000 units, 10,000 units, and then how much you have to give up. I was like, I don't yeah. want to do any of that. None of that sounds fun. None of that is cool. That's nothing I want to do. And in order to continue making the products the way we were making them, as clean as we were making them, like you, you would have to charge like 40 bucks for it in order to for keep a tube it, of deodorant. Yeah. Right. A tube of deodorant in order to keep it as wow. clean as we were making it. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. I was like, this just, and it, and it was, I guess it was just the shocker like the reality check. And mm -hmm. I was like, this used to be fun. This used to like really drive me, really excite me. And and it, and it doesn't. And so we both knew that a change had to happen. Um, we just didn't know what that change was and we didn't know what direction. Um, and then we were new parents and sleep deprived and don't know, always nervous with a newborn, right? So that didn't really help. Within that story, so a big thing that came up when we were in level two as well was all of my childhood trauma kind of resurfaced right. again. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that, you know, the chronic pains that I was experiencing and, you know, had alleviated to a certain degree, but certainly had plateaued. Once the childhood trauma resurfaced, everything flared up again. And so it made this very clear connection that it's like, oh, my pain is related to my childhood and like not having resolution over the, the violence that I grew up in. And I think there, it was purposeful during this period where we were like questioning the manufacturing and not really wanting to do that. Because at the same time, we were working through healing trauma. And Anytime that comes up, you know, in a relationship for one person, it's in the relationship. So we were working mm. through that and still using plant medicine, like 100%, didn't even realize at the time, like how much to a degree, like how much plants had just become a part of our everyday. It's like another mm. family member. And one of the big, my, like huge milestones was being able to get pregnant and have mm. Niles. Like he's an out, he's the direct outcome of being able to heal of healing trauma. And so during this period of like then having him 
and still using plants and creating medicine for our new family, for the baby. We were really, it's like you see it in hindsight, but at that Mm -hmm. time, like that's really when we were building this new version of our business and still working through. There were things about the Calypso healing method when we first were developing it, like we always reached this stopping point where it's like, there's more, Mm -hmm. but we don't know. We don't know how to get to that next phase. And it was really during this whole trauma healing process and having Niles getting through postpartum that we did it. Like we were integrating and we came up with the other pieces of this, of the method that completed it. So it's, I mean, it's just interesting how the journey, like you don't think that you're on your path, (laughs) (laughs) but if you continue to do, you know, that line from Frozen, because we have a kid, just do the next next right thing. Like you are, you're meeting yourself in the solutions and then the answers that you need that will eventually, it'll all start to make sense. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so that was that really informed the the new, the, the, the new direction of the company because it, it was never really like we wanted to wanted it to be about wellness and not just like consumerism and here take this product and here we've launched another product and even at the very beginning people were like what else do you have and we were like you don't need anything else like this is <laughs> this is all you need and realizing how much education we also had to offer in conjunction with our products because we were a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of offering like natural deodorant. And, and so I think now like we've reached that place where we we educate, <laughs> you know, we right. educate and there and there are products that you can you can buy. But more most importantly, we are educating you on what it means to be well and what it means to heal and having a process, not just sipping tea, because that's honestly, it's just not enough. Like you have to do more work. And so I, I was actually going to ask you to explain what that that means because you know when you when you say holistic healing it's become so commercialized right now so people do feel like yeah like you can get echinacea at a drugstore you can get like a lot of these products but your decision was to really when you say make it a lifestyle brand or make it a lifestyle experience like what are you saying or what do you want your customers or your students to work away with I think one of the things is that you have the power within to be able to bring yourself into alignment with any decision that you want to make. It's really about closing the gap between who you are today and who you are trying to embody, that version of you that you see yourself becoming. And there's always a gap, right? Like you're not there. So how can you be intentional in your lifestyle practices that and that's your food, your movement, your your money habits, your relationships, how you engage with your with people, with your partners, whatever that is, how do you close that gap where you become that version, that that very best version of you that you know you can be? And that's all internal work and, and awareness work where you have to be brutally honest with yourself in the habits that you have that are not in alignment with who you know you could be and slowly chip away at those and change your behaviors, change your thinking <laughs> and change your behaviors to be in alignment. It's really about alignment. Like it's like fitting yourself into this puzzle, you know, and we want to get all those pieces in line so that you're really embodying and radiating your truest you. 2020 was a was a good business year for you because of the pandemic. Was it because people were just looking for answers and and you were able to provide something? Like, what do you think really helped move your, your business along last year in the midst of this crisis? I think it's when opportunity meets preparation, like preparation makes opportunity. We were prepared when my when I was cut to half time, I 
really use that time to to reorganize the business um, and really make space so that we we could take on more. And I, I think that was huge. I think uh, all the preparation that Salima has done, I mean, we already had an online apprenticeship going. So yeah, the pandemic hits and people want to find out more, right? So now there's a, a big influx of people that want to know about natural remedies and holistic healing. Um, but where I think we were a, a little ahead of the curve is we already had an online platform an online course ready to go that someone could take at, at their own pace, whereas a lot of people had to kind of scramble because these are generally in person, right? And people had to scramble to switch to an online model. And we didn't. But yeah, I think uh, we we're ready for it. And I think that we were ready in terms of confidence and conviction, too, where it's like it's not just COVID. It's like we... I was doing my work, you know what I mean? I was doing my work and therefore like the business being an expression of that and being like, no, like what we offer works if you implement it and not, and just having total conviction about that. And I think mm. that's huge. It would pandemic or not, you know, life circumstances or not. If you don't have belief, it won't work out. And we were just so anchored and just in a very different way, you know, from V1 is what we call like that first iteration of our business. Um, I was so rooted and so confident. And so like this, the vision was so clear mm. that the universe does nothing but support you when you're when you're that clear. And so you were really clear about taking an extended break um, late last year during <laughs> what most people would have said is, you know, that's the holiday rush. Talk to us about that. Like what went into your decision and more importantly, what were the results of that decision? We wanted to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> We wanted to go to the beach. We wanted to get away. And we did. You know, I... One of the, you, didn't, you didn't say what time of the year you were doing oh, this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, this was uh, Thanksgiving week. We went away. Um, we closed our online shop. And when I say closed, we basically just told our customers that we won't be shipping until uh, December 3rd or whatever date it was. And I was nervous to do this because I'm like, if I say that we're not shipping, we're going to have no sales. And, you know, and for me, the, the business mind, how is this ever going to be sustainable? And so... And it's Black Friday. Like, and how are you going to make yeah, out on Black Friday? Friday? It's like the busiest <laughs> shopping you know, after Thanksgiving period mm -hmm. of the year. Um, but Salima, you know, she was like, this is our business and we're going to run it the way we want to run it. And I was like, okay. And is all that faith going to feed us too? So, you know, but I'm like, is this really going to work out? And yeah, this is kind of like what we do. Salima says, you know, she doesn't say anything. She just jumps. Um, and I just kind of have to follow because I'm like attached. <laughs> and so we did it, right? So we put up the message. We let people know enough time that, you know, here's the cutoff for shipping and anything ordered after this date will ship X amount of time. Also, what we did do during this period because we weren't shipping is we put uh, everything on sale. Well, we didn't put on sale, but we gave people, if you were on our list, I think, a code to get uh, a discount. And we don't do discounts, right. but we did it for, for yeah. this uh, for this week. And that week ended up being um, the best week of the whole year. Wow. 
Yeah, it was the best week of the whole year. And I remember, you know, like being on the beach and just looking at my phone. Our order is going to come in and, and orders did come in. And another thing that happened on that trip was we sold out of a lot of things. And so, you know, generally, if something is sold out, it's just sold out and then it'll come back in stock when it's actually back in stock. But I had this thought because, you know, Black Friday and I'm looking at all these other businesses and everyone's talking about like the PS5 is like oversold. And I'm like, people oversell things all the time. I was like, I think we should put the out of stock things back in stock and just write and just let people know when these particular things are going to ship. So if you order them now, you know, they're going to ship in, you know, two weeks time or what have you. Um, because I was like, well, people will want to take advantage of this discount. And why would we not want to use as much of this momentum as we possibly can? And we did that and it kept selling out. I think we had to put it back in stock like two or three times, which is fantastic. Right. And so, you know, we came back and we had all these orders to fulfill, um, which was, you know, like the, the exact opposite of the horror story that I had created in my mind of what it meant to close even for a day, right? Of even saying I'm not available for a day and thinking that that would, you know, bring the whole kingdom to the ground. So this question isn't for you, Salima. This is for the non-believer, Tammy. (laughs) 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 What, what, so what do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned in all of that? Make your own business. Like I have worked corporate America for, I don't know, maybe like 20 years now, 20 plus years or whatever. And you do, you get, um, you get brainwashed and you get to think that this is how it is. I get two weeks. I got to grind, grind, grind. You know, this is just kind of what you do. And so when you leave that, there absolutely is this period of trying to reprogram your mind to what you actually want and not what you left, right? So there's that, which is difficult. But there's also that having to ask yourself, what kind of business do I want? What kind of business do I want to create? What do I want to get up and do every morning and get excited about, right? And I would not say that I'm an entrepreneur by nature. Salima is absolutely an entrepreneur by nature. I don't I don't necessarily think that I have the skin for <laughs> an entrepreneur, but my business partner does, right? So it works. But I have the mind for business, right? Okay. I have the mind for business and I love to solve problems, right? And that's what an entrepreneur is, solving problems. That part of it, absolutely. But like, it can get rough, right? You have, there has to be a whole lot of faith. And that's where Salima comes in. And I think, you know, when we decided early on um, that someone's, that if this is where someone really shines, you're going to back up. Faith is where Salima shines a thousand percent. And I completely back off. I try not to involve myself in things if I think that I'm going to put like too much energy on it and you know, I don't want to say mess it up, but it's just like, I don't need to be in it. I know, I understand what's happening. I know where we're at, but this is Salima. Salima's got this. Salima's magic is going to take over. And I'm just going to focus on my zone of magic because that's where she shines, you know? And that's what we did this time, you know, that Salima said, this is what we're doing. I trust her a thousand percent. And if she believes that this is the right decision, then Go for it. And I think, you know, where I come in is the is the paying attention to what others are doing and how things work and being like, well, we should put this back in stock. We should put it back in stock. We should let people know, you know, and that's I think that's how we we work well together. And that's how I can make it 
through, you know, this entrepreneur life. Also during this time, like we were making these decisions because we really don't like subscribe to the whole Black Friday, rush to the stores, get all the discounts, da, 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 da. So we had a hem and haw. Every year we kind of hem and haw about it. Like, should we do this? Should we not do this? And it was like really on the beach. <laughs> but it's like, all right, let's just try it. Let's just do it. We have a couple of coaches who we consult with. And I asked about, you know, offering a discount for herbal medicine for the soul. And he was like, just do it. And also just like confronting my fears around well, like, what if I do it and nobody enrolls? And he was like, just do it. You're going to be met with disappointment along this path anyway. And it's like, yeah, that's true. And so many people enrolled and, and we didn't do anything that people say that you should do for launches where you need to send out a whole bunch of emails. <laughs> it was two emails. You see it. Great. You don't. Sorry. <laughs> it was just like, and literally like created it because we wanted to get back into the water, like created it in like 15 minutes and was like, that's it. And just let it go. Just let it go. And so what does it, so, so Tammy talked about what she learned, right? What is it that you knew or what is it that you feel that you, that you know when you're saying, all right, let's just go ahead and do this. Is it, is it really just trusting like, like, this is what I'm feeling. So I'm going to trust what I feel. In that moment, it was, it was trusting that I could recover quickly from the worst case scenario, like from the disappointment of, well, maybe nobody will sign up. It's like, you know what? I'll be okay. So it, it, it does. It always goes back to like self. Can I, do I feel like I can recover from this step back and how quickly? And just that one of the affirmations that I use is like, nothing serious is going on here. Nothing serious is going on. And that helps to wash away some of the anxiety around any of the decisions that we make. But it's like, you know what? It's, it, it's just not that serious. <laughs> I know you all also, you two also invest in your um, development. So you take courses. I've talked to you numerous times when you've enrolled in courses, you've worked with coaches, um, you know, you, you get books. Like talk about the, the investment of making sure that you're, you know, you're doing all the right things for yourselves and for your business. I think that it reaches a point where, you know, you have, again, you have this dream, you have this vision and. I think most people do start off just trying to do it on their own, but eventually you're going to reach this point where you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing. And I don't have the skill set to take this any further than I've already done. And that was a big point when we decided, like, I think I want to teach and I think I want to do online courses um, and started it on my own, did something on Skillshare, got that first check. It was like nine dollars. I was like, oh, my goodness. I did all this work. <laughs> that was that was the moment of like, OK, I need someone to teach me how to do this because I, I don't know how to do it. And so confronting that and then just finding it comes to you. Right. So it's like I was already seeing our coaches as and just sitting with it. I was like the solution was already there. But it was me getting to that place of awareness was like, yeah, I do need to receive help and I need to receive someone else's energy and guidance. Um, and that's what teachers are like they accelerate our journeys. So yeah, we have several because I'm like, I don't want to spin my wheels. Not if you've already done it. And it's the same with herbal medicine for the soul. Mm -hmm. Why are you spinning your wheels on Google and Pinterest trying to figure out your health? <laughs> so one of the most important things in your entire life and, you, <laughs> and you're leaving it up to Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so now you're at the point where the, the business is growing. Well, so we, we talked about the... Um, the, the class and your healing method, but you also decided to start selling bulk herbs. 
So that was that was also an extension that you added to the business as well, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a feeling. That was that was a feeling. I was like, we need to we need to offer bulk herbs, and we need to continue to make connections with black farmers and small farmers. Like we need to do that, and it's not for it's not for the apothecary. It's for the consumer. Um, who just needs herbs in small quantities because that's a big, like sustainability does really matter to us. And we remember being students, like we're still students of the work, obviously, but being students and sacred and buying a, a pound of horny goat weed. <laughs> who needs that much? <laughs> horny goat weed. <laughs> horny goat weed. And it's just like, no, let's offer it in smaller quantities for the consumer and just test it out. Like, let's see what happens. We're already purchasing these um, and supplying them to our students in our herb kit and the welcome kit that they get. So let's see if this is also a need from customers as well. And, and this is where Tammy comes in because the way I had it organized, that was never going to happen. Oh my God. <laughs> what did you have to do, Tammy? <laughs> well, well, we had to make space because we had to increase how much we buy. Um, I'm like, we can't keep buying at the same rate. Um, to offer bulk herbs to people. And then, you know, we had to make, we wanted to source as much from farms as possible. So I was like, well, we have to make contacts with these farmers. And so, uh, and we, and we have, we've made amazing contacts with farmers and, you know, the herbs that we provide, they're really proud of them, but we had to do that. I had to create a system. Um, you have to figure out a way to sell it, right? Uh, you have to figure out how you're going to package it. There was a lot of logistics involved and you know this is generally how we work Salima has a thought and she says do it and I'm like okay yeah but hold on and she's like no 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 hold on just do it we're gonna launch it and I'm like yeah but we have to do you know x y and z and obviously we did and that at that weekend at the time was our best weekend up until that point it was like as soon as we offered bulk herbs I think Salima sent out a blast to our (laughs) she said that was the other thing I was like oh my god you sent this email to our whole list letting them know we have bulk herbs and she was like, yeah, we have to let people know. I was like, yeah, but I haven't like started stocking us at that point yet. And she's like, it'll be fine. And I was like, yeah, but what if someone buys it? She's like, it'll be all right. Um, and, it, and it was. And it was. Yeah. yeah, but there's a lot you have to take into consideration. It, that in my mind, I'm like, I have to be able to now supply bulk herbs. I have to supply students and I have to supply the products that we make and sell. I was like, that's that's a lot of management. And then it just keeps growing. I think we're up to like 60 bulk herbs now. <laughs> you know? But see, this is the thing about launching and like learning. You learn so much through iteration. And this we totally learned in I Will A Remedy V1, where it's like every time we would bring our, when we first brought our products to a store and pitched the store, and they were like, yes. And I go back and I'm looking on the shelves and I'm three feet away. And it's like, you can't read the label. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, you learn so much when you are actively doing and so it's like yeah we'll figure we'll figure all of that out we know the logistics and the headaches of packaging it's like we'll figure it out just get some bags we got labels it's like everything and then also i feel like communication helps so much it's like you can always solve a problem with communication if we oversold we'll just email the customer and give them their money back problem solved like we don't have to create anxiety over them. Like, yeah, thank you. 
I love not it. the way my mind works. It's all, yeah, it's always going to work out. That's your mindset. It's always going to work out. And if it doesn't work out, there's something we're going to learn from it, right? Like at the end. Right. Of the day. <laughs> right. And so now you're growing the business. Are you thinking about bringing people on to help or support you? Or are you at the point where you want to be able to hire people? Are you thinking about that? Yeah. So we have uh, we have a bookkeeper. We have a virtual assistant. Well, it's like a virtual assistant team, actually. We'll be moving into a, a new space soon that we're building out right now. We we're we're growing. We're ready to grow. Um, and as Salima says, we need uh, we need different energy uh, in in the business. Well, so Niall's entry point, and for the listener, is just Tammy and Salima's <laughs> son. <laughs> you just busted it in the room. Is perfect timing because we are we are wrapping up. What can people expect coming forward from I Will and Remedy? Our space, honestly. Like our space is the next big thing where we can, we have we have a place in Atlanta where we can cultivate community in person again. That was something that we did in 2018 inside of Urban Medicine for the Soul. Like the students and I, we would gather and do plant walks and hikes and classes. Um, and so really being able to bring that community feel into the physical, <laughs> you know, into a space again when everything is not online, although we love that and we'll continue all of our online programming but having that space where we can connect in person and yeah and just more of the same integrity honestly that's the word that was coming up as you were asking the question i was like more of the same integrity this is our life everything you see is what we do and we're going to continue to stand in that commitment to being true and to being in alignment and being truthful in our work. You two do that very well. You do it very well. So let everybody know where we can we can find you a you know, sign up for the class, follow you on social media. On all the platforms, we are at I Will A Remedy, I W I L L A Remedy. That's on, you know, Instagram is probably probably where we are most active, but also there's some YouTube videos, Pinterest. What else is out there? We don't really tweet. <laughs> oh, right. Facebook. <laughs> it's usually my personal profile, which is public, but we also have the I Will A Remedy profile too. And then our website is IWillAremedy.com where you can learn about everything that we do. Tammy and Salima, always love talking to you. Thank yeah. you for coming on and sharing all of that great wisdom with our audience. And we look forward to, to possibly having you back. That would be great. Uh, thank, thank you, Salima. We love you. Thank you. Take care. This was great. Business First is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline. Associate producer, Lauren Turner. Edited by Ken Johnson. Executive producers, Omar Thompson, Andrew Kalb, and Ken Johnson. Find the Business First podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Business First podcast is a mean old line media and say it loud network production. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.